Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,358 with a release date of Friday, January 6th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. There are two more call signs to listen for from Bouvet Island. Smartphones are gaining increased satellite capability. Hams in Ohio get an exemption from a new distracted driving law. All this and more is Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2,358 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. We begin this week with a Bouvet Island de-expedition update. As if the 3Y0J team itself weren't generating enough buzz in the ham radio sphere, Two additional call signs are expected to be on the air from that coveted DX location. John Williams, VK4JJW, gives us those details. The long-awaited Bouvet Island de-expedition team has a new twist to its plans. Two Norwegian radio operators who are part of the de-expedition team intend to operate from the island under their own calls for a limited time. It's intended to happen toward the end of the 3Y0J team's expected 22-day activation late this month. The development was reported on January 1st on the website dxworld.net, which gave confirmation from Ken, LA7GIA, co-leader of the main Bouvet activation. Ken said that this would be the first time any Norwegian with an LB call sign activated from Bouvet. The game plan is apparently to have the 3Y0J pilot stations inform eager DX hunters when the pair gets on the air. Be listening for the call signs used by Germund 3Y-LB5GI and Erwan 3Y-LB1QI. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. In this new year, sat phone users and amateur radio operators won't be the only ones who can bounce radio signals off of satellites. Here's Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, with the story. Some smartphones are gaining a new capability in the new year. Direct satellite access. Text messaging that uses satellite communications will be possible for some customers using Huawei and Apple devices, according to a recent report in the IEEE Spectrum. While Apple and Huawei expect to use older satellites that are already in orbit by putting new chips in their flagship handsets, new low-Earth satellite networks are also being built. Those are in the works from startup companies like Link Global and AST Space Mobile, which hope to provide service to 5G phones in areas without terrestrial coverage. Observers note this satellite functionality on smartphones will not include the ability to make phone calls or to stream data, but its added capacity of texting will provide another means of calling for help in an emergency in regions where the caller has a clear view to the sky. Working in partnership with GlobalStar, Apple devices have offered a service called Emergency SOS via satellite since last November. Huawei, however, has not announced the date of its rollout. Meanwhile, Link Global expects to begin operations in the new year, and AST Space Mobile expects to launch five of its satellites later this year. This is Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. It's not just a new year, it's Straight Key Month, according to the calendar of the Straight Key Century Club. Randy Sly, W4XJ, keys in on that action for us. With the ARRL Straight Key Night, a January 1st event already in the books, the Straight Key Century Club is keeping the fun going for CW operators around the world through to the end of the month. 
On January 2nd, operators who are club members began calling CQ with various call signs starting with K3Y from the 10 U.S. call areas as K3Y stroke 0 through K3Y stroke 9. Outside of the continental United States, club members are calling as K3Y stroke KH6, KL7, and KP4. Across six continents, operators will be on the air with stations for the special event. You will hear them calling CQSKM using their own call signs. These are stations in Africa, Asia, Europe, North America, Oceania, and South America. This annual event celebrates the founding of the SKCC in 2006 and pays tribute to the earliest telegraphy keys, the straight key, the bug, and the sideswiper, also known as the cootie. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. Another popular CW activity has just been given a new name. We have those details from Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. What began as AMSAT Straight Key Night eventually became AMSAT's CW Activity Day, an event devoted to amateurs who enjoy CW operating via linear satellites. The event was held this year on January 1st, but even while it was still in the planning stages, it underwent yet another name change. This year it became the W2RS Memorial AMSAT CW Activity Day. The new name honors satellite pioneer Ray Seufer, W2RS, RS, who became a silent key in March 2022 at the age of 79. The CW Activity Day had been his project, and he organized the New Year's Day event for AMSAT with great enthusiasm. He encouraged hams to make good use of their straight keys and bugs and report their progress on the AMSAT bulletin board mailing list. As always, this activity is held at the same time the ARRL holds its own straight key night. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Amateur radio operators are getting a break in Ohio under a new law restricting the use of handheld electronic devices by drivers. Jack Parker, W8ISH, has the details. Under a new law taking effect in Ohio, if you are holding a cell phone or similar device in your hands while operating a motor vehicle, that is sufficient reason for you to be stopped by the police. It is considered a primary offense. Hams, however, need not worry. The distracted driving law exempts radio amateurs as well as utility workers and first responders such as police. Penalties are increasing for those drivers found to be engaged in so-called distracted driving, but with the new law, the next six months will provide a grace period. Drivers who are not eligible for the exemption will only be issued warnings while the state launches a public education campaign about the change in enforcement. With this new law, Ohio joins the ranks of other states where exemptions were granted for amateur radio use while driving, including Indiana, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Washington State. This is Jack Parker, W8ISH. If you know a young amateur radio operator who's been especially generous in giving time to assist an older person, a military veteran, or the community at large, you might know a candidate for the Radio Club of America's Young Ham Lends a Hand Award. Candidates may also be youth involved in recruiting others to get their licenses. Carol Perry, WB2MGP, is accepting nominations until April 1st for the award, which will be presented along with a $100 stipend at the Youth Forum during Dayton Hamvention. 
email your nominee's name, call sign, age, address, and phone number to her at wb2mpg at gmail.com. Be sure to include your reasons for the nomination. AM enthusiasts who belong to Amplitude Modulation International have welcomed a new leader. Andy Morrison, K9 AWM, tells us about him. The torch has been passed at Amplitude Modulation International. John McGrath, N9AMI, has become executive director, succeeding Dale Gagnon, KW1I. In 1993, Dale was one of the group's founders who announced AMI's formation during Dayton Hamvention. The founders created a group that would both celebrate and advocate for AM, the original voice mode on the amateur bands. According to the AMI website, members are encouraged to participate in all kinds of activity within the group's 10 regions and be active in annual operating events and contests. AMI also monitors all FCC and ARRL activity that could have an impact on operators using AM. Writing on the recently updated website, Dale tells members that there are some new changes in the works. An online forum has been added to the website to give amateurs a greater voice in the issues they care about. He writes that the forum is open to anyone interested in AM operation and not limited to AMI membership only. He will also be introducing a new program called AMI on 10 and intends to bring back the Thanksgiving Jamboree. Dale is encouraging visitors to the website. You can visit AM International at aminternational.club. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the KV3B repeater in Rockville, Maryland, on Sundays, after the net at 7.30 p.m. local time. With a new year comes a change in leadership at the Radio Society of Great Britain. The nomination period continues this month as we hear from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Although the window has closed for nomination for board director of the Radio Society of Great Britain, the nomination period continues through to the end of January for other roles such as regional representative elected director and president. The current president, Stuart Bryant, G3YSX, is completing his two-year term in April. There are nine volunteer roles in all that need to be filled. Regional representatives are needed for England South West and the Channel Islands, England North West, East Midlands, Northern Ireland and South Wales. Details can be found on the Society's website at rsgb.org forward slash election. The Society will be holding its annual general meeting on the 15th of April and the results of the election will be announced then. Only members of the RSGB are able to nominate candidates. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. The next QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo takes place on March 24th through to the 26th, asking the question, new ham radio license? Now what? Organizers are looking for speakers who can address this topic in particular, whether the new license is at an entry level, such as a technician class here in the United States, or perhaps at a higher level with more privileges. 
Organizer Eric Guth, 4Z1UG, is asking amateurs with expertise in certain areas of amateur radio to consider newcomers in particular and to offer presentations at the Expo this spring. There is a link to an online application form and additional details in the text version of this week's newscast script at arnewsline.org. A celebrated antenna expert from West Bengal, India, has just been granted yet another honor. We hear more about him from Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Sri Kanta Pol, the scientist who was recently granted a patent for the world's smallest antenna, has been given an honorary life membership in the West Bengal Radio Club. Born in West Bengal, he's a research professor at Birla Institute of Technology in Kolkata. He was presented with the honour Wednesday, December 28, by Club Secretary Ambarish Nagbiswas, the U2JFA, who told Newsline in a text message, the professor has taken a keen interest in amateur radio antennas. After learning more details about the kind of work the club is involved in, he said that, as an honorary life member, he would study some useful types of antennas that hams could use for emergency response in disasters. In 2009, the professor was credited with having helped solve satellite signal interference problems at the Robert C. Bird Green Bank Telescope at the National Radio Observatory in West Virginia. Later, he assisted astronomers in solving interference issues at the Jodrell Bank Radio Telescope site in the UK. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. In the world of DX, be listening for VI10 Soda which is on the air in Australia to celebrate the 10th year of summits on the air in the VK1 region. The station will be active through to the end of the year, and any amateur with an Australian license who is activating a VK1 soda peak may use it. Logs of all activators will be found under each activator's log in their account. Be listening for Herald DF2WO using the call sign D44TWO from Sao Tiago, AF005, Cape Verde, until the 21st of January. He is on 160 through 6 meters using FT8 with some single sideband and CW. He is also using the QO100 satellite, QSL via M0OXO's OQRS. Listen for Darren, VK4MAP, who is working holiday style as FW slash VK4MAP from Wallace and Fatuna in the South Pacific through the first half of January. Listen for him on 80, 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters, where he will be operating single sideband. QSL direct to his home call. The special call sign DB100RDF is on the air to mark 100 years of broadcasting in Germany. This commemorates the fact that the first official radio entertainment in Germany went on the air on the 29th of October, 1923. QSL direct to DO2PZ or via the Bureau. You can hear the special call sign EG1NMP from the 7th through the 10th of January. The station is on the air to remember the wreck of the Monte Palomares, a Spanish freighter that sank in the North Atlantic on the 10th of January, 1966. QSL only via Logbook of the World and EQSL. Our final story has a little bit of magic in it. Some of it is amateur radio magic, and the rest is simply New Year's magic. Because we can't put a final ribbon on the holiday season without this story of a QSL that happened in two countries across the change of the year. John Williams, VK4JJW, explains. With poor conditions on the bands, the 10-minute QSO between one ham in Australia and another in Thailand might have felt more like it lasted for a year. Well, in a way, it actually did. 
Supodge E25JRP was on 20 metres at 21.30 local time in Bangkok in the final hours of the old year, but very few CW operators responded to his call in that first half hour. At 2200 local time, someone more distant came back to him. Like the others, his call began with a V. Perhaps it was VR from Hong Kong or VU from India. Battling Sirius QSB, Supodge asked for a repeat, and then another. He told Newsline, quote, After a couple of question marks, and again, I got all of his call sign, end quote. It was VK5PL, Dave, a colleague from the Long Island CW Club in the United States. Dave was at home in Australia and recognised Supodge's call sign when he heard it on the air. 2023 was already well underway at his QTH. The year change had started two hours earlier. Riding the fickle QSB, the two had just enough time to exchange New Year's wishes and for Dave to log his first QSO of the new year and Supodge to log one of his final ones of the old year. Dave wrote on the club's forum on Groups IO, quote, I had a great start to the year, end quote. Supodge told Newsline, quote, I turned off my rig with a big smile, end quote. Now, of course, with everyone properly settled into 2023, the only thing that needs to get in sync are those band conditions. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to the Alexanderson Association, Amateur Radio Weekly, the ARRL, Birla Institute of Technology, CQ Magazine, Dave, VK5PL, David Behar, K7DB, the 425DX News, the IEEE, Radio Society of Great Britain, shortwaveradio.de, the Springfield News Sun, SUPO, E25JRP, Straight Key Century Club, 3Y0J website, the West Bengal Radio Club, the Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs some expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved. <laughs>